Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of season 3 of the Wormbrenner Podcast. I am your host, Justin, and for this week, we will be going into the last and final Champions League that we have not covered over our breakdowns of the top continental competitions, and that is the African Champions League on this week's Champions League breakdown, as well as I wanted to talk a little bit about Football Manager on this later part of the episode because with Africa specifically that is a bit of a up in the air thing when it comes to football manager for those of you that don't play that is a football game in general where you become the manager of a club unfortunately it doesn't have any playing like FIFA or anything like that but you are managing the team and it is very realistic. You are working with actual transfer budgets and wage budgets. And so it, it's it's a spreadsheet of magnitude proportions when it comes to the overall landscape of the game. But we'll be talking a little bit about that as well uh, as a token to the release date of FM24. And then I think we might have one or two bits of news, but this is going to be a relatively short episode this week. If you have not already, check out our Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Wormbrenner Podcast. If you have not checked out our Twitter, which I am the most active on Twitter, I try to be active everywhere, but the most active for sure, I am on Twitter. It is at Wormbrenner PDCST. Again, our Twitter handle is at Wormbrenner PDCST. And if you have not checked out our website, it is the-wormburner-podcast.captivate.fm. Again, that is the-wormburner-podcast.captivate.fm. Let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. I'm very excited about it. All right, so for this week's Champions League breakdown, we are going to be going to Africa and more specifically going over the African Champions League. This has been a competition since 1964, so a grand total of 59 years, but it has been rebranded as of recently, and more specifically 1997, which ironically is a couple years after my birthday, but that's not the point. (laughs) The point is, is that with the African Champions League, it has been around for a pretty long time its first incorporation in 1964 it was originally called the african cup of champions clubs so essentially basically what it was trying to say was it was the cup for clubs specifically the champions of all the clubs and with the format itself it's very interesting and something that with the help of games like football manager you're able to learn these kinds of things. And the special structure when it comes to the African Champions League is that unlike Europe and other continents themselves, with the qualification into the group stage of the Champions League, everyone is put into the qualification rounds. There is no automatic group stage uh, qualifiers. Essentially, if a, if a team does really good in a really prestigious league in Africa, they automatically get into the group stage. No, that's not the case. They all go into the qualification bracket first round of the African Champions League until it is dwindled down to 16 teams. And those 16 teams qualify for the group stage of the African Champions League. And then from there... It takes the same idea from 
pretty much every single other Champions League around and ends up with one winner in total. The top two qualify for the next round of the African Champions League, and then you have the quarterfinals, round of 16, or sorry, quarterfinals, semifinal, and then the final itself uh, taking place. So overall, that's generally the same, but it's an interesting tidbit knowing that the qualification going into the African Champions League is much different. There is no, I guess in a way, special treatment in a way that everyone qualifies for the qualifying rounds going into the African Champions League. So you could have big teams hypothetically not even qualify for the group stage of the competition if they don't get through those qualifying rounds. And I'm sure it's happened. Unfortunately, I don't know African Champions League history that much, but it'd be interesting to look into and bring up to speed with all of you. I, it, it would be content that I would love to bring to you. But going more specifically to the winners of the African Champions League over the course of the entirety of its existence, you have one clear team on top, and that is Al Ali, the Egyptian club Al Ali, with 11 titles under their belt. The first one coming in 1982, and the latest one coming in 2023, this latest year's rendition of the competition. Now, going into the second place team, it is Al Ali's biggest rival in Egypt is Zamalek with five titles under their belt. The first one coming in 1984 and the latest one in 2002. And tied for second place with Zamalek is TP Mazambi from the Democratic Republic of the Congo with, again, five titles under their belt. The first one coming in 1967 and the latest one in 2015. Uh, they've been of course, around for a long time. And I do like to see records and situations like that where teams that may not have won it in a very long time or earlier in the existence of the competition's history, being able to win it again in its current format, it's it's something that I always enjoy. Anyways, I'm digressing <laughs> on to the third place team. It is ES Tunis from, of course, Tunisia with four titles under their belt, the first one coming in 1994, and then the latest one in 2019. In a four-way tie for fourth, you have Widad Casablanca, I hope I said that right, <laughs> with three titles under their belt, the first one in 1992, and the last one in 2022. Uh, you also have Raja Casablanca, which is Widad's rival, with their first in 1989 and the latest one in 1999. You also have Hafia FC from the Republic of Guinea with, again, three under there, about the first one in 1972 and the latest one in 1977. And in that fourth and final position, you have Canon Yaowunde. I, and I, I think I absolutely butchered that. It is a Cameroonian side with three titles under there, about the first one in 1971 and the latest one in 1980. And in the fifth place position, you also have another four-way tie. We have 
Asante Kotuko with two titles under their belt, the first one in 1970 and the latest one in 1983. You also have J.S. Kabili with two titles under their belt, the first one in 1981 and the latest one in 1990. The next one is E.S. Satif with two under their belt, the first one in 1988 and the latest one in 2014. And then the last one is... In Yiba FC, with two, of course, under their belt. In back-to-back years, 2003 and 2004, hailing from the country of Nigeria. And then also for the previous three that I had mentioned, Asante Kotoku is from Ghana. And both J.S. Kabili and E.S. Satif are both from Algeria. So it's a pretty widespread group of countries and not focusing primarily on a ton of the big sides and of course you also have south africa but uh, they are lower down Uh, only two clubs from south africa have ever won the african champions league but it's an interesting dynamic that we will get into later with the football manager talk but overall that is the breakdown of the winners of the African Champions League. And I hope you guys enjoyed the breakdown of the overall competition itself because it was honestly a treat to be able to research even more. And with the overall titles themselves going from the top five nations when it comes to the winners, Egypt, of course, has the grand total of 17 with the top two being from the country of Egypt as well as Morocco with seven, Tunisia with six, and tied with Tunisia is the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And then in the fourth place position, you have Algeria tied with Cameroon. And then in the tied fifth place position, you have Ghana and Guinea tied with three titles in their nation's history of the African Champions League on the club level. And just overall, it's it's a phenomenal competition to cover. And from time to time, whenever I can watch the quarterfinals or the semifinals of the African Champions League, it's definitely one to be able to put your teeth into or sit, uh, be, being able to watch. It's, it's genuinely a, a joy uh, being able to experience any kind of continental competition on any level because you know for a fact that it is the top competition in the region and their times generally run around the time frame of Europe if not a little sooner uh, so it's a bit of a benefit as well if you can get an earlier game of a of the African Champions League and still be able to watch Europe later on in the day or, short, or a couple hours later it's a, it's a big bonus at least in the United States here on on weekends and sometimes during the weekday whenever you can catch it but Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the special talk having to do with Football Manager. All right, so as of today, when I am recording this, September 12th, for those that don't know, and I'll be 100% honest, I didn't even really know, it is National Video Game Day. I didn't even know that there was an actual day having to do with it. It was a bit of an exciting day overall because of a game that I've been playing for so long. 
it is a game that I have devoted so much time and effort to. It's something that, honestly, I would have never thought in my wildest dreams this would be a game that I would play on such a consistent basis. And that is Football Manager, just released today on National Video Game Day when their latest edition of the game, FM24, will be coming out. It is. It will be coming out on November 6th, for those of you that don't know. And it's a bit of a feel-good moment for me because I've spent so much time with Football Manager, and I wanted to talk a little bit about my experience with the game. I have been playing Football Manager for the greater part of eight years. I've played every single edition of Football Manager, except for, I believe, one or two, I think. And that was FM 18 and FM 20, or is FM 21 and FM 19. It was one of those two-year gaps in between. Uh, for some random reason, I just stuck with the original game or the, the year before, and I just played it through two years, <laughs> and I didn't update it the, the following year. But regardless, I've played almost every single edition of Football Manager since 2015, and reflecting on those eight years, it has really been a, a pleasurable experience, to be 100% honest, because... What I've learned through the game of Football Manager and just overall about the sport of soccer in general, it stuns me how much I have truly learned about the footballing world based off of a video game. And I would be remiss to say that Football Manager has not been a key factor to my passion behind the sport. Football Manager is one of those games, as Zealand would put it, it's the crazies that you look at all of the numbers and being able to look statistically into something, being able to put the right players in the right formations and those attributes that players are getting, it all matters. It all matters. You And this, this is where... At least in a way, I have a gripe with FIFA whenever it comes to Ultimate Team. For those that do play Ultimate Team, I it, you can't just put any player in any position and they'll automatically blend to the position. And what I mean by that is there are people that make these crazy things where a world-class center back like Sergio Ramos could get moved up to the striker position, get attributes to where he's moved up to the striker position, and he molds into that position perfectly well. It makes absolutely zero sense, and thankfully, whenever I do play Ultimate Team, or whereas I've played before, thankfully, that never really happened that often, but it did happen, which is just crazy to me considering the fact that you would never imagine something like that in real life. And so that is where, when it comes to football manager, you can't just stick Lionel Messi in goal. He is not going to be a good goalkeeper when it comes to this game. The attributes just won't line up, and it actually takes these things into consideration. It is a super 
hyper simulator. I, I don't necessarily really know how to even categorize it sometimes because there's so much information that is presented within these games. And like I had said, I've learned so much about the sport of soccer just through this game alone, let alone the time that I've spent studying the sport in itself. And I, I love it so much. And with this latest version of the game, FM 2024, we have some interesting developments seeing as the game will officially as of this next next edition have japanese as a language which we've never had before and on top of that when it comes to the information going forward the k or the j sorry the j league is not an option or a playable nation or a playable league i should say in fm in, in football manager and so it's an interesting scenario seeing a league like the J League, a very prominent league in the Asian scene, more specifically the Asian Champions League. For those that had missed the episode where we broke down the Asian Champions League, this latest winner of the Asian Champions League was from Japan. And to have that kind of a nation being excluded from a game centered around subjects and topics like Football Manager is a bit of a head-scratching moment, let's just say. And I don't mean to call out anybody from Football Manager when it comes to this. It, To me, it's more of a reflection in itself of why has it taken so long as I'd said, at least in the eight years that I've been a part of it, what are the components of why it's taken so long to be able to develop something like that? And even with some components like bringing the women's side into it, we will, as of, I believe it's 2025, Football Manager 2025, we will be having women's teams introduced into the, the Football Manager landscape, which is... <laughs> absolutely insane in itself i i can't believe that they announced it i think it was two years ago and three years on from that announcement we're going to be having it in the game it's a very quick turnaround so over the course of the eight years not having a, a playable league like the j league in asia not be an option it's a bit of a head-scratching moment and that's where it leads to my main discussion and Really, for me, as a FM enthusiast, I'll say, a, an FM enthusiast, I love the game. I'm in no way an expert. There's so, there's so many things I still have yet to learn. And there's even videos where I'm watching people playing FM online, and I'm learning different ways how they are able to control and being able to dictate different things in the game that I have never thought of. And I'm like, I love it so much and being able to immerse myself in it like that. But anyways, going back to the topic at hand, tell me this, this is where at least if I did have a problem in FM, this is where my main problem is when it comes to playable leagues. And of course you have the mods when it comes to FM. I in, in a way, I really do not qualify those because it's not made by FM. 
it's not a genuine construction from FM that they are putting it into this game. And th that's where at least my gripe ends because here I am being an individual that has played FM to the point where I have downloaded mods to be able to include other nations that might never have even seen the light of day in Football Manager. And I, I will be the first one to say it, I'm not proud of this moment, but because of the amount of mods that I've downloaded for Football Manager specifically, I have absolutely destroyed the hard drive on not one, but two of my laptops. <laughs> so I, I will be the first person to tell you I am not an advocate per se, towards any particular choice that you may make, whether it's mods or FM actually creating the leagues themselves, you do you. Moving forward, the overall topic of Africa in Football Manager is a bit of a question mark because you have countries like South Africa in FM, but that is the issue. South Africa is the only African side in Football Manager. And it begs the question, out of all of these teams, all of these leagues that are in Football Manager, what has never, what, what hasn't crossed the table when it comes to Egypt, when it comes to Morocco, when it comes to Tunisia, when it comes to maybe even countries like Ghana, or the Dominican Republic of the Congo. These are countries that have developed Champions League winning teams on the African level, yet their leagues are not represented in Football Manager. And to me, it's just a big question mark. It, it makes me wonder, maybe the resources when it comes to Football Manager, they haven't been able to necessarily per se get their foot into the door of African football maybe that might be a bit of a problem I don't know it's something that only the producers of FM know and I genuinely it, it really begs the question I don't know I, I don't know the answers to these questions but it is something for me that as a FM enthusiast I would absolutely adore and love more representation of African clubs and African countries in the FM game itself as a whole because I don't want to rely on mods and I don't want to rely on on that kind of a piggyback per se to make my gaming experience in Football Manager better and I absolutely and like I said before when it comes to the overall choices and going into modding and going into bringing more experiences into the game themselves. I thank every single person that is a modder when it comes to Football Manager because being able to bring those experiences to people is something that it, it's amazing in itself and it deserves recognition. And there are people that uh, I have seen creators, content creators, or creators just in general having to do with mods on football manager that have 
done league after league after league. I think there was one individual that had done so many leagues over the entire world. I was beginning to recognize his name over and over and over and over again, and I knew that his formats would go into the game much easier than some of the other formats that I was using when it came to some of the mods. And so it was just, it was mind-numbing how many people put into the time and the effort and I definitely want to thank them and that's definitely something that maybe even Football Manager could look into. I know for a fact that I believe Rockstar had employed some of the modders when it came to their GTA game. Maybe that's something that could happen when it comes to FM in general. That FM could recruit some of these modders to be able to help with creating the African landscape or the Asian landscape uh, having to do with the overall countries in itself. And I think even South America even is missing one or two countries. I don't think Ecuador is in the FM game as well as one more and it's escaping me and I cannot think of it. I deeply apologize for that. I think I want to say it's Ecuador and Venezuela are not covered in FM. And, oh, Bolivia as well. Bolivia is not covered as well. But I I am grasping at straws at this point because of the fact that where do we draw the line when it comes to how many leagues are being brought into Football Manager? And that, I guess, is the question that I wanted to leave for all of you guys. Where is that threshold when it comes to the overall landscape of other continents when it comes to FM? Do we add a whole ton of leagues and, and risk the, the possible quality of FM itself? Or do we limit it to a couple of them? Maybe bring in one extra one from Asia like they could be doing with Japan. You bring in a couple from Africa. The, the top ones like Egypt, Morocco, or, or Algeria, or Tunisia, you bring in two or three of those. We, we could be looking at a, a whole growth of this game that like we have never seen and that is something that i wanted to expand on in itself is that the american support for this game has been growing i know that there may not be many people there there could be i'm not entirely sure of the amount of americans that do play football manager i would love to know that statistic if that is ever information that i come across and I feel like this is a game in football, or sorry, in America, we could grow to love and being able to grow the game in itself like Football Manager. It's definitely a discussion that we could have at a later date. And before we end this week's episode, I wanted to go ahead and thank you guys for, of course, making it to the end of this episode. But I also wanted to let you know that I do have a couple interviews lined up for you guys within the next month. So I hope you guys are going to enjoy the content that I will be making in the future. I, I very much appreciate this, guys, and anything and everything supporting-wise, like, sharing, commenting even when it comes to the posts that I make. I genuinely enjoy 
all of it. And I love talking to everyone, even if you're against the podcast, even if you're for some of the other content that I make. I genuinely enjoy every single one of you guys' genuine interactions, as well as if there's any gripes, any criticisms, any anything. I, I love it. I genuinely love talking about football. I genuinely love talking about the sport, making it better, and even having to do with the U.S., the United States, any improvement of the sport in itself, you have my ear pretty much. (laughs) And with that, that is the end of this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it, the breakdown of the African Champions League, as well as my little rant in a way of Football Manager. I, I thank you for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A million times thank you for making it to the end of this episode. Be safe, have fun, love soccer, and I'll see you guys next week. Ciao.